Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and because you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game to make yourself a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal comes to you on a Thursday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Happy Cinco de Mayo, fellas. Yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo to those who celebrate, and also happy terrible worst day of May for those who celebrate the NBA playoffs because there's no games today. I don't get me started. Should we get started? I'll I get guess, you started. Oh, is, is, is that why the NBA isn't playing? I guess Cinco we have to get started. Considered something. It's that, the beginning, so we have to get started. Yeah, I know they they bombard us on Christmas Day. There's not one second where there's not a basketball game on Christmas Day. I don't think it has anything to do with Cinco de Mayo. I don't understand why. Okay, I, I do have some information. For the Warriors, so these teams played Tuesday, right? The Warriors played Memphis on Tuesday, and Milwaukee played Boston on Tuesday. Yes. You think they would at least play again by Thursday, but no, the next game, game three for both, is Saturday. For the Warriors, the reason is they have Thursday and Friday booked for a comedian. Now, we know this hmm. comedian, right? Um Sheck, this is a Corolla guy. Wait a minute. I thought when Chris Rock got slapped at the Oscars, <laughs> comedy was dead. At the arena? Well, guess what? I, I don't know if you heard the news this week. Dave Chappelle can update you on yeah. well, uh, role models and all that. Why anyone would want to do comedy at this. But Joe Coy is doing Thursday and Friday oh, Joe Coy. at the Chase Center, which sure. is fine. No, Nothing against him. But what what? Don't they know there that they might need one of those games early in May for a, a home team? Warriors, Warriors didn't come out of nowhere. It wasn't like they weren't supposed to make the playoffs. This is ridiculous that there's not a game until Saturday in those series. They should play it in Oracle. They should go back. It's still there, right? They couldn't have exploded or yeah, demolished it this fast. They should go play it over there. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's where they won other titles anyway. Listen, I, I get it. And people on Twitter, I, I spoke about this and people are like oh you're an old man what, what's the rush old man and i get it it is a long summer what is the rush except i see these hockey guys playing back-to-back nights or every other night uh, arguably more physical i don't know say what you will it feels like tuesday to saturday is too long check oh it's it's outrageous it does make me i don't want to go off on a tangent about whether or not this is our best uh drinking holiday it's really oh. emerged over the last 20 years or so i don't think very many americans were mm. in on cinco de mayo maybe it's because i wasn't on the left coast previously but it was always saint patrick's day but here comes cinco de mayo but either mm. way <laughs> isn't this somebody's job in san francisco in that arena and do people in oakland do they resent the warriors now since they moved from oakland 
to San Francisco. I would think that there's some rivalry there between the between the two cities. Um, I would think separated so. by I the don't bay, know. but they still root for the Raiders. So who who the hell knows? Uh, either by. way, but for real, like nobody looked at the schedule and was like, "Oh my God, same day as there might be an NBA ba- playoff game." There was no chance. Nobody well, considered that they might book break back this to back on a weekday in early May. That seems so easy, right? I would say Sorry, in Joe defense Coy, of the potential schedule week and one next week. I yeah. say in defense of the schedule makers and maybe I have you just talk about winning time and I have uh, that Claire Rothman's character in the back of my head talking yeah. about dates and how they got to sell money. How they sell, sell money? Well, I just figured <laughs> they had to reschedule a whole lot of things in the last two years. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it was somebody's job and this was just unfortunate. Right. Like, I feel like either that or somebody's job and they absolutely got fired because like, how did you reschedule everything to the, sep- the, the day we're supposed to have home playoff games? Well, the Bucks, Celtics have no excuse. I mean, at least it was a, a the venue was booked or something stupid. I figured that, that was for TV purposes. Yeah, but have them play Thursday and Saturday. They can get their Saturday game. Just play Thursday, too. I don't know. Whatever. It drives me nuts, and it shouldn't. Um, uh, or they should go back-to-back. Back. If you get that many days off, give us Saturday and yeah. Sunday and make good on the weekend, and we'll all put our feet up and enjoy watching it on both days. That right. We have all right. You know what I'm enjoying? It's Penn's Rangwin. Uh, Penn's Rangwins. <laughs> it's Penguins Rangers. Game two tonight, the Rangers are favored minus 160. The take-back is plus 132. Sheck, you're a Penguins fan. Spaghetti over here is a Rangers fan. I feel like it's getting too serious. I wanted to have fun with this. I want to pick from the cap of consequences. The loser has to. Now, the way it works is um, your team loses. You have to do or get done to you something unpleasant. And we're going to do that today, and that's going to pay off sometime next week. But, Sheck, is it getting too serious? You think you think uh, Spaghetti overreacts. He gets very upset, but he says he's not mad at you. He's mad at the Penguins. I don't know what to take here. Listen, I think here what, what I what I feel is about the uh, about the New York Rangers fans' reaction to Game One is funny. I listened to you guys yeah. on Against All Odds on uh, on Wednesday, I guess, right. and you said I was bragging or something like that. I wasn't bragging maybe, about I anything. Misspoke. I maybe misspoke, but uh, whatever you did, Eddie wasn't satisfied. Here's the thing with hockey versus the other sports football. Mm. I think I have a pretty even handed eye. Mm. Is that a thing? I don't know if it's an even handed eye. Yeah. From what I I saw in the news, you can now grow a wiener on your arm. So now I guess I could have a hand on my eye either way. All bets are off. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it's a funny thing. Hockey for some reason predisposes the fans to a one-sided point of view more Mm. than the other ones do. It, which is to say, sometimes you have to remind some fans mm-hmm. when you're watching a football game. You know, there's another team playing them. They have a good that that other team has a good quarterback. That's why the defense can't stop them. Right. What's going on? Why are we stopping anybody? Right. Basketball is easier to divine. Like, listen, we're playing against the, one of the best players in the world, and that's why we're losing this. Hockey, it, for some reason, it's very difficult for partisan eye. Mm-hmm for partisan eyes to to see the objective reality. And there were a couple of big plays with that in that series and uh, in that game one. And the big one was with three minutes to go in regulation. Capo Caco, one of the great names in sports, trucked um, Casey DeSmith. Spaghetti, you remember this? With what, the what? help of Brian Dumoulin. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, and, and but it's funny because and I he scored a goal and they and they scored. This is what you're talking about, right? They overturned goal, right? So okay. they overturned the goal and they had to go to replay to overturn it on right. the ice. You know, there are four officials down there on the ice, and they collectively looked at it and said, "Good goal." Then they sent it to the booth, and I was like, "Well, they're not going to overturn this. Why would they?" 
and I was surprised that they did. Player in the crease didn't matter that he was pushed. I guess is the final determination right. why they overturned. And, and and so Rangers fans are very upset about that. Penguins fans are very upset about the fact that early in the game the Rangers came out just flat out just trying to brutalize mm-hmm. the Pens. That was their strategy. Was right. their, their Obviously, the Pens are not a terribly physical team, and you can push them around. So the Rangers sought to take advantage of that. There was a borderline headshot, knocked the guy out, Ricky Raquel, oh. one of their top six guys. I do feel like you're getting a little soft, Shaq. For you. You're losing all your grit. You did this with the Islanders last year. Anytime your player hits the ice, even I don't if he li- loses well, because his balance. Well, because my team dirty. has no ability to push back. So, okay. of course, teams look to expose all that. Right. I don't blame them for playing that way. But anyway, yeah. um, it did knock Ricky Raquel out of the game. And so I was like, uh, you know, I'm looking at Pittsburgh mm. media's reaction to it, and and there's a headshot, garbage league. How do they not do that? I'm looking at Rangers fans, and they're like, "You, oh, stop being soft, stop, right. oh, dry up your tears, That's Penguins fans. One. You're allowed to do, you're allowed <laughs> to do that." So I always, so my point is, I defer to the objective third parties on the these run, things man. with hockey. Yeah, was that a good goal? Should that have stood? That was like a fifty fifty split from what I could gauge nationally, or. The hockey fan was really wow. and the headshot noted Rangers hater Mark Messier was like, "Oh, I don't, I can't believe they reversed that call. Mm-hmm. That should have been a five minute major and all that kind of thing." So all I right. don't know. Well, let's let's I, hear I, from Spaghetti. Now, it was, spaghetti, but, the, but, the, were... but the main thing is before you go. go the one thing is, I listened to your conversation. I don't yeah. know how the takeaway from that game is anything other than Louis Domingue. Sure. The backup is right. Casey DeSmith. Tristan Jari for the Penguins is hurt. They have to start their backup goalie in this series against the, well, the high-powered Rangers. Your own question: When you said, "Oh, NBA," you could say, "Oh, how did they beat us?" Well, they have a superstar on the other end. This is the opposite of that. How did the Rangers not score against this guy who's got it's like crazy. a crazy stick? And I don't know. He was on thirty-seven. He's like the backup backup on Arizona. Not even basically not even an NHL team. But yeah, he's like so. Sly Stallone, right. Hatch in Victory right. when he has to go play goalie. Like who the hell is Louis Domingue? Mm-hmm. He's played two games for the Penguins. He's going in. Between the pipes and, and he emerges victorious. Two. He ate everybody in Pittsburgh is aware he ate spicy pork and yeah. broccoli. Every this is a big phenomenon there. If he should happen to win game two tonight, mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna put any money on that happening. But if he does, that's kind of the story of the playoffs. Is that so a far. Chinese a random was guy. that a Chinese dish and he ordered from New York? Uh, yes, I love it was. It yeah, was somebody went to it and tasted really? it and sampled it. He said it wasn't so, very good. Oh, it wasn't very good. He said it wasn't very good. He would probably bounce back with that because it was good luck. But so oh, he has to eat that again. Sidney Crosby is superstitious. Poison that shit. Spicy pork and broccoli. Yeah, it's not bad. Sounds all right. It's not a bad order. I don't know about uh. Again, we talked about shitting on the ice. We haven't seen it. That would be more likely. All right. So spaghetti. Let's hear. You're mad at your Rangers. You're mad at the Penguins. You're not mad at Dave. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That I'm like all of a sudden angry with like it's just like it's if, very easy to get. Look mad at, at Dave. every Rangers fan that saw how that game ended and just like tell me they're not going to be a little upset with mm-hmm. with the result on the ice. Like I, I, Penguins fans aren't on the ice. They're not. The, mm-hmm. They're not also wearing the black and white stripes, calling the the stuff. It's just like I don't get where that. It's like. Fans are passionate. Like just uh, me and you golfed yesterday. I was totally fine. I was in great spirits, mm. wasn't I? So like, uh, well, now like, Eddie's Eddie's very confident. He says this I, is over in five. I just yeah. think I just think you know with with the <laughs> the call the first to hit. Like I don't think Ryan Lingren, a first pairing defenseman, is going to yeah. go for a headshot because it's not like he's a rough kind of player. But he's on, he's going to have a lot of time on the ice. And if you watch that play, not in slow motion, mm-hmm. it, it the, it's not as delayed as uh, Penn's fans made it out to be. He was right next to Artemi Panarin. He was almost going down for a hip check. It kind of came up, which made it look like he was launching. And, and like the initial point of contact was not his head. Uh, I'm fine 
with the roughing, I don't think it was a major penalty. So I'm not as uh, I'm not like a Rangers fan saying it was a totally clean hit. Right. I understand where they're coming from in terms of the goalie interference. And this is something I've said, not even just Rangers, but just across the league. It's probably outside of what is a catch in football. What's a football move like this is probably up there with one of the weirdest uh, calls in sports because it depends on who the ref is on the ice or I guess who's in that booth. It changes game to game. And I, I've seen so many breakdowns of this one play where Kako coming in on the right. I mean, I think he has pl- he has plenty of space where you could see where he's stopping. His skates turn horizontal to the goalie. He's trying to avoid him. And I, I just think if it is 50-50, and I do agree it's 50-50, it should have just stayed what their call on the ice was, should have been what it was. And the call on the ice was a goal. I don't see any evidence that you could make to overturn that, which is okay. where my problem lies. With I agree call. with that. I thought my, that was my point, too. It's it, The call on the ice is one thing, and you saw enough to overturn right. that? You know for a fact Capo Caco took a line that Dumoulin had no impact on. It was a weird one. But anyway, the thing that's crazy with the Rangers fans, listen, we live in a world of uh, of conspiracy theorists. I know, r- ridiculous conspiracy theories. But the big one from Rangers fans is, over the last 48 hours, is that uh, – the, the team that plays in the capital of the world, hmm. the referees in the NHL is biased against them in favor of the well, 25th you did, you, market. You, you have said that. You have said that. The Penguins get all the calls. Why would they that. do that? It's, they get, it's, they get all the it's, it's they wouldn't rather I mean, New York win? Stephen Valaket, who's uh, a, a paid analyst on networks and, and does hits <laughs> on ESPN, and Michael Kasher, who was just on yesterday, and he played in the league. I mean, he he points out the evidence of, like, there's just some stuff that they get away with, specifically Sidney Crosby. Penguins. And I'll always stand by that. Okay. And I've seen it happen. In other, it's not the only team that complains. The Rangers aren't the only fan base that complains about this. So there was a couple times the refs missed icings. Um, I mean, a Pens had a ton of power plays. Rangers, there was power plays they missed on the other side. Again, this is exactly what happened in game one versus the Pens in the regular season, which is why I'm not that upset. I mean, the Pens needed 80 shots on net to finally win this game in the third overtime after a goal was taken off the board. I'm not that concerned right. with a third string goalie and missing a couple forwards. Wow. I think we'll so be you okay. say in five. You say this is over. I think the Rangers are going to come out really. I think they're going to come out hot. I think they're going to suffocate the Pens. The Pens are not physical enough. They can't win battles in the corners, and I think the Rangers are going to be fine. All right. Martin, I need you to shut up about this for real. Let, let everybody else talk. All right. Uh, all right. I do. The, the more fun thing is you guys are going to pick in a second from the cap of consequences. We're gonna, you're going to find out your potential. I said I'd rather do it this way, just yeah. to end it all. Yeah, I know. Let me pick from the hat. No. That'll be it. I'll no. do it immediately and then we don't have to worry about no, it. I'd rather we, just well, enjoy well, it. This is my about it. You're not going to be able to enjoy it. I have three I have, still I, I have as many as I have as few as four games left to enjoy this cord that has been together for 16 years it and doesn't mean, provided me so much joy. I don't I, I don't need nonsense distracting me from it. Can I just bring something up before we we do pick? And I know and I I like hockey a lot. I loved it. I was uh, it was maybe my favorite sport when I was 12, 13. Four, uh, 14, uh, back when I was growing up in Long Island, watching that uh, Islanders um, dynasty, rather. Uh, I will say this. The purists go crazy about the overtimes, and it could go three, four, six overtimes, and it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. And hockey playoffs is better than regular season, and it's great to watch, and it's fun. And we would hate to see shootouts. You don't want to see shootouts. That's not the answer. Heaven forbid. It's a terrible uh, it's terrible finale for fo- uh, for soccer Although it is very exciting. It's weird, right? Because it's not the answer, yet it's still very exciting, whether it's a penalty kick uh, situation in soccer mm-hmm. or in hockey. But if it's a shitty goal, you kind of have to mention that too, right? If, if you're playing for four and a half hours and it ends on a shitty goal, that's got to bug you a little bit. 
doesn't it? I agree. Let yeah. me know when 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 this shitty goal ends. It that was a great deflection by oh, Keno Malkin. On. That was. I mean, listen. <laughs> You you don't attribute that to skill. I think you should there's look a fluke at the factor net. when you're looking to change the direction I know he, of a slap shot, but that's the whole point is that you change the direction to where the goalie's reacting. That's exactly what Gino Malkin did. It looked like he willed it right into that little bit of space that he had at there. The goal. Shouldn't you be looking at the goal, Martin? You're, no, you're, he's looking you're, you're at the puck to deflect it. What are you if talking a, about? If a wide receiver caught the ball with his with his back to the quarterback, well, what would you do? Well, it, like, well, that's it, a little weird. It, that's this, a little weird to end this. this on is, it feels hours. like the equivalent of like a fourteen game, a fourteen inning game ending because a pitcher threw the ball in the dirt four times in a row and walked in the winning run. Is that is yes? If that happened, I, I would agree with you, boy. That's the way that ended on that bum goal. It wasn't a yeah, bum it goal. Seems, yeah, it feels like they, one team. I mean, I sure, I, listen, one team I, lost. Again, I'm against the, the 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 shootout, but the nifty placement of a puck would. I don't know. I'd appreciate it. That was more. I, I gotta say objective as I can possibly be on the subject. That was that game. We had Josh Yoey, who's a writer yeah. for the Athletic. Obviously, he's from Pittsburgh, so he very probably... pro Pittsburgh. I listen. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he picked the Rangers. <laughs> he was pretty objective about it. But of course, right. like me, he what he wants to see doesn't necessarily or what he thinks is going to happen. And he called it one of the great playoff games in Penguins history, and that's saying a great deal. And a lot of people, I think, feel that way. It was a it was a dynamite game. It had it all. It was had good. Some but brutal, let's go to four some on brutal four. stuff. No. Great speed. Let's do glorious four four. chances in the in the overtimes. Bo- yeah, both, but to sell sports, you want to see somebody actually go out and be great, not get lucky. Yeah. While Sydney, I will say this one last thing on hockey. I know no people don't care that yeah, much about move it, on. but I will say this because I because it is something I bring up all the time about sports. Underdogs are great. Louis Domingue, who is he playing goal? That's neat. Mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby, I thought the game was over at 2 nothing, And then the captain steps up when it's like, well, this game is over. They can't compete here. Um, they're shaking. Ricky Raquel mm-hmm. is out. The defensemen are getting beaten up every time they go back behind the goal to, to uh, try to clear the zone. And Sidney Crosby rises up and makes just two glorious plays to, right. to, to tie the game. So Maybe congratulations, Sidney Crosby, dynamite plays. Two great, great plays. That's greatness was when you rise up when the when your back's to the wall. Like that. Crosby and his line were awesome in that game. Right. And See, uh, the, range, uh, the Penguins nice. had way more high-level and mid-level chances uh, per uh, hockey analytics. So they, they played a great game. Rangers played a miserable game. I totally agree with that. All right, listen. Maybe I also we'll- one more thing. I'm surprised that they don't – that <laughs> Gerard Gallant isn't mixing and matching on Crosby after that result. He's got to. Go Marty forward. said that to I'd me in the elevator coming up, too. You aren't, you aren't trying to Can't throw guys at Crosby's line after what you just saw? It's not a fluke that that was the line that, hey, that brought him Bogues back is waiting game. for us. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, the legend, legendary NBA uh, player, Mug, Muggsy Bogues, is coming up. But we do want to pick from the cap of consequences. Now, here's how it works. After the series, the loser is going to have to perform a task or something's going to happen to him. We have some set aside. Now, Sheck, you didn't add any. I, I said if you want, add something to. Somebody had a good tweet. They said uh, they said if the Rangers lose spaghetti, you have to add to the list. Spaghetti has to put his Pearl Jam tickets or give them directly to, to, to Matt, Matt Money Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's not visually. Matt it's not, Money um, Smith would be it's like, not, it's not I don't want these. Why do I want? Th- I don't even need these. T- I'm not going <laughs> to. That's what would be the. That's what would right. be funny. I just wanted money to be during known. the show, showing pictures of himself sitting on his couch at home. <laughs> I so very much hope that the Rangers win this series because all I want to see is Dave. With whatever consequence comes out of this cap, yeah. That's All right, it. so let's That's go. It. Through it's this. not going to be funny if we it's have Eddie. A bunch. Like, if it's, if it's Eddie, it's not going to be. I want to see Dave because I'm going to laugh at Dave. Here's what's going to happen to Eddie. I mean, I, I don't get it when I didn't. It's not like I picked the Penguins to win the series. 
Well, you, but you're a Penguins fan. Right. So here's, here's how we're doing this. All right. Davey Scissorhands. Dave is used to giving himself a haircut. If the Rangers lose, Dave gives Eddie a haircut. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. These are all for uh, Eddie. And I don't know who picked Mount Martin. Maybe we'll let you pick these. All right. All right. You all right with that, Eddie? If that happens, you're not happy, but I'm I'm looking. I'm okay. all for the content. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm fine with whatever comes my way. Promanstrosity. Dave gets to create his own Promanthi style monstrosity gross sandwich for Eddie to consume. Okay. Be a lot of vegetables. It'd right. be good for him. That's not really a punishment. Well, you're gonna put. It'll it's got to have. Set, it's got to have the slaw in there. and the fries, and then you do whatever you want. Right. Okay. After that. I say I want to get him on a right. path to better health. I like this one. Pens parade. Dave draws on Eddie's face using his favorite pen. <laughs> Eddie wears it for the duration of the podcast. I want to get to the ones that Eddie do something to Dave. These are funny. <laughs> we'll all right. All right. We'll, we'll go, no, go ahead. Ice, ice, Eddie. Eddie sits in a tub of ice during a podcast. Okay. Look at that. That would stink for me. I have. I hate anything cold. That would be really bad. All right, now this one's going in for both of you. It's like the so premise I'll of the Kevin Hart's YouTube this is, show. Um, yeah. <laughs> Holy goalie. The loser dresses like a priest or the pope and takes slap shots from the winner. <laughs> Holy goalie. All right. With a street hockey ball? That thing? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing can oh, stink. That that yeah, th- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I, did, where, I spent a lot of time between the pipes. Cups? I don't know how it works. Where would right. that go? Or where would it happen? Like out here in the oh, hallway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing it right here. All right, Martin. This is for Eddie. All right. Should the Rangers lose the series? All right, Eddie. Boom. Here we go. Read that. Ah, damn. What is it? Davy Scissorhands. <laughs> right. That's good. So There's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned haircut from a, a Have you seen the man sitting to my right? <laughs> I love it. All right. Sweet. So you're going to get your haircut if the Rangers Be nice, because it would be like you, you saw KD is now in on the hottest trend in sport, which is yes. a flesh yarmulke. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody cool is doing it now. Yeah. Eddie Spaghetti, that might just be all he needs. Like, look, get in the cool club now. All right. Now for Dave. Now, Dave, uh, in the hat is the holy goalie. And also... Spaghetti O knows. Um, Scott Scott Holmes has been wa- walking around barefoot the office here. Scott serves Dave Spaghettios with his feet. I wouldn't eat them. <laughs> you have to eat them. No, I it. wouldn't. I wouldn't eat. What them. are you talking about? I wouldn't do it. What are you talking about? You I have. What is this? You're up there'd one be, nothing. There'd be zero chance I would do that. Uh, no, you just have to eat it. He, he just mixes it with his feet. Like I got it. I got. It. There'd be zero chance of me doing that. Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance I would do that. Zero. Yeah, zero percent. Not, not, not you point. five bucks. No, no. What if I just said it was we're even on the three you owe me from from our fun? All right, no, check. I'll give you one pass, okay. but you got. Yeah. I mean, what I'm gonna pass on that. We'll see what else is in. I mean, I will see how many. We'll see what other ones. Old strategy, Cotton, to pass on the first one pulled. You want best. No mo. Spaghetti gets to shit. Uh, sorry, spaghetti gets to <laughs> spray Dave with a water pistol anytime he uses words or phrases that annoy him. Okay. This is during a podcast. Right, that's okay. cute. That's all cute. Right. All right. I, I don't know about that. I, that gives me a little cause for concern. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're all, too close. All, well, just not only that, all this electrical equipment. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. <laughs> and I don't know. The and fire hose may not be specifically Dave comments or anybody comments he doesn't like. Why would no, no, be, just you. Why just me. Yeah. I, I might not like something you say either. You might get a. You might get a hit. What happened? I thought with uh, that one, is it is it like phrases Dave uses, like the banks of three? Yeah, like I guess whatever. Okay. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for a phrase. show yeah. or okay. forever? 
no, he just no. forever has forever. the pistol. Well, you know what? Hey, the yeah. urine-filled pistol. And you know what? If if I say something that Spaghetti doesn't like, you can get it too. That's How about right. that? He's got spaghetti, the gun and you're the target. If he's trigger happy, be, be, be better if you filled it with Hudson River or uh, <laughs> Monongahela River water. But anyway. Podcast poke check. The loser. Oh, oh this is for Dave. Uh, Dave gets randomly poke checked with a hockey stick during the duration of a podcast. Uh, right. By spaghetti, <laughs> that's fun. Right. So be, be emblematic of how his Rangers would win the series. Oh wow! Okay, All that right. was dirty, Dave. There you go, dirty, Dave. All right. Uh, Eddie Scissorhands, you, would you not let him give you a head? Uh, I mean, Eddie Scissorhands, he gives you a haircut if the Rangers lose. I mean, listen. Dave gives Eddie a haircut. I mean, I mean, it's unlikely he's going to give me a head unless they're. I mean, we it's not very in? much fun. It's not very much fun. When okay. He, all right, you're I right. Mean, yeah, I right. don't have that much hair. I mean, you could give me a mohawk, too, but clearly, I can't really have it. You clearly don't have high regard right. for your hair as, as what you do to it on a regular basis. Now, so it's not. It's only fun if it's something that people listen, care about. you get one pass. Okay. I, would, I would do the spaghettis, but I have a feeling you're going to have a problem with this, too. Okay. Blue shirts. Rangers are the blue shirts. But this, in this case, it's B-L-E-W. B-L-E-W. Dave has blue. to wear a shirt that's been used as a tissue. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm, what do you mean? I'm not putting gonna... boogers on myself. I'm a grown man. Children. Responsibility. You already got your one pass, though. All right. Well, I just gave you another Which one. Which you is get... your pass? Come on. What is what Spaghetti? is this? Oh, no, just... I just told you what's going no, to be. Had, I, 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 I just oh, told you. I had Mark it's going to be worse. Here. It's going to be I... worse when I say, oh, yeah, the Penguins Listen, lost. And Martin, guess what? Well, Martin now I'm not COVID doing it. Mask. He had COVID I, mask I, on his head. You got Megan Connolly tweeting out. man. He made his own choices. Got Bill Belichick in her DMs like, what do you mean about Josh McDaniels? He almost didn't get the Raiders job because of that. Right. And then I got Mark Gunnels <laughs> in here shooting multiple TikToks on several occasions of Jackson Mahomes dancing, no, and you won't do this. I don't think you understand. I'm a role model to people. <laughs> I don't understand. Cross sports Shaq, America. Just pick one. Which one do you like? Blue shirts or spaghetti onos? I you, mean, listen. It took one forkful of the spaghetti. I mean, the cares? foot thing is not. I mean, the foot thing would never ever happen. Okay, and so we'll the, put blue it, shirts in. There. You said it. You made it. All made right. Well, I mean, we'll see. But I mean, listen. <laughs> all right. Come on. Let's, if it's forty minutes on hockey, all right, Mark. JoJo. By the way, what kind of hat is this? Texas softball. What did you give Scott the Grizz? And Scott, it's still got the tag on it. Our little JoJo boy at home has a cold. If he blows his nose onto it, then we can. Yeah, we can we do. Yeah. But but I'm uh, not having uh, co-workers. Don't look at Martin. Me. I know. I, know uh, I, mean, I, just, I mean, they're all balled up. You can barely see it. Be a case. man of honor. <laughs> all right, come on. The nerve of so this spaghetti one. is going to get his hair cut if the Rangers lose. And if the Penguins lose, Dave. I think he and Jada, his girlfriend, would like a uh, would like to see him with a mohawk. The I think they would, I, I, I think they would not honor. be upset oh, that's if that's a he big had one. That's, that's the Pope, right? That's a oh, long holy goalie, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Holy goalie. I'm not in charge of how many times he hits the net, though. Right? Are you, are I mean, like, shot? if he misses the net, he misses the net, right? Are you, net. A, are you yeah, a good he's shot? He's aiming for you. Right. Well, if okay. he misses, he misses. What okay, am I going to do? All right. So, holy moly, Dave would. And he gets two shots. Shot. Priest or the Pope. And uh, I don't see anything about two shots on there. Was it? No, it doesn't. Nothing about two shots. Okay. Just take slap right, so shots. I knew feet. I knew feet would show up in in this mess. And there'd be. I mean, there'd just be no way. I would never. All right. Okay. What am I, Madison right, so Cawthorn? So I'm not, I, would, I wouldn't deal with that. We get you uh, getting destroyed with a, a a street hockey. I was ball, about to right? say. Right. Just I played plenty I, of goal. What? I, what? I, I trust that Eddie is ready. Eddie is ready. Mm -hmm. Eddie Spaghetti's going to be ready. But. Mm -hmm. Just in case you need a stand-in or a backup, I know I'm, this may surprise most. My first sport was hockey. Is that right? 
Okay. Because still, I still have like the hand-eye coordination from. Don't stereotype, Martin. Mm. I'm not surprised by that. But listen, that I grew up in Louisiana. It's not very popular there. Oh well, that is weird then. That is very strange. Thanks. Right, I, I, I wait till you, you see my about. cat quick uh, glove hand. Listen, Look at that. Wait till you see what I do with that. We want to talk football. Offensive rookie of the year. The odds are out. We're going to make a pick. We have. I mean, I would say we picked freaking uh, Thursday NBA games, but there aren't any. We'll review last night's, I guess, and we'll hit our play of the day. And then we'll say goodbye. Muggsy Bogues uh, coming up in just a bit. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, guys. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, the draft was last week, and they waste no time, Fandle. They got those odds up for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Your guy, Sheck, Pickett. Kenny Pickett is the favorite. I think it's 5-1. to one. Last I checked last night, it was 5-1 to one to win so that means he's starting probably game one. That that's it. He's their guy. All comes down to whether or not Mason Rudolph is willing to help him uh, along, help uh, mentor uh, him. <laughs> I don't know if that's sarcastic that or not. Story? The, yeah. Why is it such a story? Why is it such a stupid story? Out of yeah. Oh wait, Ryan Tannehill, who is a middle class QB, doesn't mm-hmm. want to groom the guy to replace him in a year or so. Wow, what shiver me timbers. So shit, color me stunned. What's your pick? Kenny Pickett first at five to one. Drake London seven to one. Uh the receiver for the Falcons, Traylon Burks, receiver for the Titans, seven to one. Brees Hall, running back for the Jets, eight to one. Christian Watson, eight to one. Garrett Wilson, nine to one. Kenneth Walker, 10 to 1, and so so on and so forth. Go ahead. Well, in looking through the season awards here in May, I do have to point out that your guy, Micah Parsons, in his sophomore year, plus 1,000, presents as a pretty compelling oh. uh, value. Um, for defensive player? He's not going to win For defensive player. Yeah, I don't think he's I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just wanted to throw yeah. that one in there. Um, but I'm going to go with it seems a little too obvious here. I'm surprised um, that. He, you get a better value on him. Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Devont, uh, people heard about Devontae Adams leaving town, right? Right. So he's got to throw, Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball to somebody, and it ain't going to be Sammy Watkins all season long. So, yeah, Christian Watson. I, my pick at plus 800. I think that's good. I think there's good value in there. I would do this. First of all, I'm going to take like six guys. I know I am. But, hmm. but I do want to analyze this. Christian Watson, Sky Moore, Packers wide receiver, Chiefs wide receiver. You have to think that one of the two of the three best quarterbacks in the league is going to make one of them a star, right? Patrick Mahomes could make Sky Moore a star. Uh, Aaron Rodgers could make uh, your pick there, Christian Watson, a star. Sky Moore's 11-1, Christian Watson 8-1. to one. Why not take both and just rely on one of those things happening? Now, you might say, all right, well, what happened? Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't make Amari Rodgers a star. Is it like what third round pick? And you mm-hmm. might say the same about Mahomes, uh, but the McCall Hardman didn't make him a star. But there was a Tyree Kill and there was a Devontae Adams. I don't know. I mm-hmm. think you take both those guys. That's it's a, a good. It's an interesting thought. That's for sure. I also think Martin, you don't have to have uh, Jamar Chase type numbers this year to win. What do you have? Like thirteen touchdowns and some. It's been the trend with pass catchers, though. These rookie wide receivers, it used to be the assumption in fantasy and otherwise, oh, you can't really use them until year three of their careers. Now rookies are hitting the ground running and catching. What do you like? Breaking tackles. I'm going to give – go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Traylon Burks at plus 700. Uh, I think – because I think what happened, if you're a Tennessee, you sit there, all right. We were the number one seed in the AFC, even though nobody gave us any credit for it at all. Mm-hmm. And we lost Derrick Henry for a, like a, a non-insignificant part of the year, right? Was it four or five games towards the end? Six, maybe. I don't remember exactly how many games. But mm-hmm. he lost him. You still stayed at the top of the AFC. You had Julio Jones and his hamstring not working. 
And then you just traded away for AJ. You traded away AJ Brown. I think if you make a move like trading away AJ Brown, you're doing it for a guy like like it gives me very similar vibes to when Minnesota traded Diggs and mm-hmm. drafted Justin Jefferson in the mm-hmm. first round with the idea that like yo this guy fits everything we're trying to do and he wants to be here. It's a good call. So I'm thinking yeah, that, I'm, and I'm I think they're going to try to like kind of. Uh, to decrease some Henry reliance this year with the idea maybe go all 17. Traylon right. Burks probably pick up some of that slack. I was thinking that, but I'm looking at A.J. Brown stats. He only had like 63 catches. He didn't even have 900 yards, but he I don't was, know. Was I'm Nick trying to figure out year. what wins this award. Like 10 catches, 1,000 yards, or 10 touchdowns, 1,000 yards, somewhere in there. Uh, it doesn't make sense if you go by my pick. I'm going Garrett Wilson plus 950. Wilson to Wilson. I like the Jets. I'm going to lose a lot of money on the Jets preseason <laughs> and during the season. I like this offense. Check. I Get like- your water pistol ready because you're going to hear this a lot in the next f- four months. And I already talked about this for two months at yeah. least. How can you – who's missing the playoffs? Who's making the playoffs in the AFC? Like, oh, man, I like that Jets team. Boy, it's interesting, the culture change in yeah. Miami. There, If Tua gets it going there – like, I mean, are the Patriots, Chiefs, and Steelers going to finish in last place in their divisions? There's a chance two no, of the, the three Chief, will. The Chiefs thing you have in your head, I don't know why you do that. Because the other year. three are good. Yeah, the well, other three teams are good. Chiefs That's why. good, too. They win, like, 12 games a year every year. It, I was like, not going to uh, go on forever. But Jamison Williams is uh, – Jamison is really interesting if he can be back – in September, which I don't know if he can, but you know they're the they're, they're kind of uh, poor in terms of offensive talent. Cordarrelle is I don't know what he's going to be this year. How they're going to use him? First so. of all, I could see the Wilson the Wilson thing. They all have their own vo- volleyballs and everything. I like that. <laughs> and everything, but hundred yards uh, more five times last year. Caught at least five passes in nine games. Slot receiver a couple of years ago caught forty plus. Then they split him wide. He has competition. He's got Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Braxton Barrett, but I, I really like that offense. It's really stupid. I, I'll tell you what, also, we were looking at the divisions. How about the running backs they have? Brees uh, Hall now. Yeah, that's my concern. Michael right. Carter. Well, that's why I didn't take Brees pick. Hall, because like, I was looking at that. Like, they're going to split, but I, I get it. Garrett Wilson's going to split, too, but I think he can get to 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards. Oh, boy. That's a lot of faith I know, in Zach Wilson, I know, Wilson, a lot man. of faith in a Jet. <laughs> I want a lot of faith in this AFC East, too. I was looking at it, and I forget who we were looking at it with. Maybe it was on this podcast. The NFC West this time last year, oh, that's the best division, right? No question. It might be like the fourth best division. If the AFC East steps up and the AFC West we know is number one and the AFC North is probably number two for most competitive divisions, and I'm not saying like uh, NFC East competitive where everyone was six and ten going into, you know. The, competitive relative to the, the rest NFC, of the league. The AFC East could be the third most competitive division and the NFC West could drop to middle of the pack. I like this Jets team, Shaq. Well, the Seahawks are finished. They yeah. now, I mean, you know, for, for 2022 in May now, they're not going to make the playoffs. We know that. And, an interesting play, though, in, again, I know we keep pointing out that the NFC is a little slighter in terms of talent right now. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter probably should start for Atlanta. It makes sense to, to run him out there early as right. people are advocating to see what he has because they want to move on in 23 mm-hmm. if they have to. Um, so Ritter, you know, rookie quarterbacks, at least in fantasy, consider this, and then it maybe uh, um, translates into real football. But in fantasy terms, Des Ritter runs with the ball. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. People are, oh, the rookie behind, a, I don't know, that offense. They take off. They're, 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 
you know, they're predisposed to run when they see trouble. Uh, That's good in fantasy to have. He's got Kyle Pitts now. He'll have, uh, you know, he'll have some pa- – I think that uh, he's an interesting play at plus 1,400 if you're Ritter, looking to put yeah. something on. Well, and to, to your point of rookie quarterbacks, I mean, Mac Jones was playing very, very, very exceedingly average quarterback through mm-hmm. 13 weeks and was desperately yeah, that's trying true. to hang on to the rookie of the year as – as, uh, What's as a uh, Jamar Chase was just putting up Randy Moss type numbers uh, as a wide receiver. Remember, remember, Sal, you asked yeah. me to tell TJ like week four, like, right. what do you think about Jamar Chase rookie of the year? And he's like, wide receivers don't get the award. Chase had seven weeks in that middle spot where he did nothing. He he couldn't break like seventy five yards, and then he just had a month of monster stats and stole it. But what's interesting about last year is we had five first round quarterbacks, right? So you mm-hmm. had a figure. I mean. If you, I don't know what there was no bet that a quarterback would win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. You had to figure it was going to happen though, right? Between Lawrence and Wilson, and you thought Lance would start, and Mac Jones and False New England, you knew he was starting, and Justin Fields played the bulk of a season. Like going into the season, you had to think it was a quarterback. This is exactly opposite. This, this, who would you take, Shaq? You would take Ritter or Matt Corral at 20 to 1. Otherwise, it is all wide receivers you're looking at. If I knew Kenny Pickett was certainly going to start oh, yeah. in week one, right. I might consider that. But I, I mean, I just, I'm stupid. I, yeah. I have I a hunch favorite, that yeah. I got to, maybe I, I have no special insight on it. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're going to give Mitch Trubisky the first go at this thing. There's oh. no, uh, for all the talk about, I don't like Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. his ceiling is low and all that. He, uh, the weird one is, well, he's 24. They have to put him in right now. What's, what's the point of right. taking a kid if he's 24 and you're not going to. Like if he plays for twelve years, he'd be well, thirty six. It's, it's not the end actually, of the world. How about this? Yeah. There's actually you're not some a, good value to do it. Sorry to borrow your computer, Dave, but I saw on NFLs like t- uh, to win. I mean to start rather. When I was looking for my rookie of the year, sometimes they have those. Yeah, they oh, have, they have right those now. Props, they have yeah. it for the Steelers, and uh, they had Trubisky at minus one. I'm from doing it from memory now. Minus one forty eight. And uh, uh, the rookie p- picket was like plus two fifty, mm. but uh, what was uh, Rudolph like plus twelve hundred? Which to me feels like I don't know why you don't just lay a dollar. You want to talk about a fun bet? You lay a dollar on Trubisky was twelve to one to start. Nah, no, Trubisky was the favorite. Oh, I see. But uh, uh, Rudolph was twelve to one to start. So, but if you lay oh, like I ten see. bucks on Rudolph and Trubisky gets hurt in training camp, like are we really? Like, <laughs> I was making there, a there joke. Was a, that was, is funny. Was I don't know. one like that last year that we. But we like, it, it feels yeah. like it just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it and I was just like, I should jump on this. So they have, they do have rookie prop odds too, like uh, for the receivers. I mean, when I say Garrett Wilson's gonna have a thousand yards, I'm going way over. It's his is seven twenty five. Drake London's is seven fifty. They're all kind of around the seven hundred. Lave right? is seven hundred. Yeah. yeah, your guy Burks is eight twenty-five. Uh, Shaq Watson six fifty, and Sky Moore is seven hundred. So I mean, how, how do they even know? We haven't seen any. I, of these guys you know, uh, you made me look it up because uh, we're talking tough divisions. The yeah. Bengals are intriguing to me this year because they've gotten better in terms of roster from where they were when we saw them in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But also the Ravens should be better. The Steelers, even though they made the playoffs, should be better. I don't know if they're in a better spot. And if Deshaun Watson plays, and that's a big question, it's weird. The season win total for the Cincinnati Bengals right now, the team that was in the Super Bowl, I saw this, nine yeah. and a half. They yeah. play 17 games. Right. Nine and a half. Feels disrespectful. Makes me want to bet the under, though. Makes me yeah. want to bet the under. You probably should. They'll probably be, they'll probably be nine and uh, Nine and eight is what they're going to be, week. right? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. It'd be fun. Uh, and then we know about the West. They play the West. The West play each other in the AFC and NFC. Right, All first right. place schedule. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of scheduling, I think it comes out 
May 12th, which is a week from today. But we do know some of these um, these games abroad. Vikings, Saints, Tottenham. First of all, is there anything, and I like it. I love that football's a year-round thing and the schedule release is a big deal. But is reading into the schedule release the most ridiculous on an analyst job? Ooh, okay. Because, I, because I, we know a few games are, we know every, who everybody's playing right now. But some games are under the lights and some aren't, and we're going to supposed to lose our minds about this. I think. I think first is day after draft grades. Yes, are, that's the are, number. That's one. the number, number one most useless. This has got to be close, though. But this is definitely up there, especially because you know, like the idea that like. Oh, you know they're gonna get uh, you know they'll get Chicago in February. Or, I'm sorry, they'll get Chicago in December. So that'll that'll set them ready for their February playoff run. Or, I think I disagree. Like, I, I think like, this I is number one because at least draft grades. Forget about people putting their grades out, but at least it sways the odds a little bit. At least the draft pick could sway odds in terms of you know like not too much, but we see that the Steelers are supposed to be better with Kenny Pickett. I don't I don't know. Um, it's funny, though, when you say that, because it seems like, unless I'm mistaken, the ones I've looked at so far for season win totals haven't really moved very much since the draft, which surprised me. Yeah, I think it's no, more it institutionalized. It, 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 yeah. Theoretically, it could. Theoretically, it could. Th- this, who cares that Denver's playing Jacksonville and Wembley like on October 30th? I Yeah. Like, I, I guess they lose a I think it's game, fun but, because yeah. it, it helps bring it to life in Great. your brain here in springtime yeah. to think, ooh, October. Ooh, I, I bet it'll be, oh, yeah. we could go to that one. We could mm-hmm. try to make a road trip, all that kind of stuff. People do that nonsense of going going to the thing and like, and then in week eleven, I think they will go there and win. They're like, what the hell? How do you know who's going to be healthy or otherwise? Um, the most ridiculous, though, I'm with Marty on this one, is the self validating um, draft grades. Wait, the guy, the team that drafted the guy who you liked, mm-hmm. you gets a good draft grade. Shiver me timbers once right. again. Right, absolutely. Uh, that said, what would be the worst thing you could see if you're with your team in a scheduling like three road games in a row I, was about to say, I think i think the worst would be like three road like for a saints fan you're gonna like they would go all the way to seattle mm-hmm. then go to new york and then have to play tampa all in the road right and then like atlanta at home you don't want an early buy and you don't want three road games in a row. It's interesting. Otherwise, right? it's the what worst. else? Who cares? I hate it when it's a divisional game, when you get like a Monday night game, and then you play a division rival on Sunday. It's like, man, right. on the road. I That that stinks to me because it does probably mm-hmm. impact how fresh your team is in a big spot. Yeah, I, I the one I'm a curmudgeon about are the European trips. That's I just don't like it. It's a it's a really? disruption. It's not it's not for me. It kills. I don't uh, you know, Martin, you wake up early. I, I don't it. it you know, it's a lot of losing games for me. Screaming at six thirty. <laughs> it's the best. Six thirty in the morning. Actually, yeah. I got. I believe I was listening to a cousin Sal and Bill Simmons podcast what? many many moons ago, and what I picked that? up this trick from you. But it's before. I got the, tricks. Uh, volume, no, low, volume? low volume. Low volume before yeah. you go to bed. Yeah, low volume before bed because otherwise that thing turns on and all of a sudden it's cranking up and it's like let's get ready for football. It adds a couple of years to your marriage having the no vibe just to being able to, just to turning the TV on makes a little bit of a noise but then if you're just staring it's fine. Nah, so yeah, but I, yeah, no, I like my football to be. That's the thing about the NFL that makes it special. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, they're spreading it out and you got more primetime games and more standalone games, and it's the thing that makes, conversely, other leagues not. You, 
the fact that everybody's playing at the same time for most of like for right. overwhelmingly the whole league is playing at the same time matters because everybody's locked in, everybody's so watching their of team, the games and are then all exactly, the and then we're dropping back and seeing what happened to everybody else's team, mm-hmm. as opposed to here. I mean, like. In the NBA, you can see everybody. In the baseball, you can see everybody. And I get it. Everybody wants to see every team. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Spaghetti lives in – he's from New York. He's, he's a New York sports fan living in Southern California. He wants to be able to watch all the New York Enough games, right? Spaghetti. Cut his hair already. <laughs> but it, I, th- I do think that it just takes away from some of the idea. And I, think that's I disagree why, with that. Uh, but you know what? I hear it's, what it's, you're – That's why Monday night at. games and Thursday night games and Sunday night football, that's why they feel important, even though it's no more important mm-hmm. than just a regular – it's the same week six to everybody else. I like – those Thursday night games, when there were two of them a year, they really did feel oddly special when you didn't right. have the world at your fingertips on mm-hmm. your remote. Um, I think what's what it is, though, it probably drives East Coast football fans crazy because it gives them a taste of what we do every week, that mm-hmm. you can wake up and the really And yeah. when you do that the other way, it is so... When you If you go to the East yeah. during football season, it's crazy. I mean, like... What the hell do we do until one o'clock? What do we do? This is this is terrible. Well, I this had this conversation with meatballs yesterday. I was like, you know, you could maybe prefer West Coast viewing to East Coast viewing for football, but Sunday is such a big TV night. Whether it was Game of Thrones or whatever. Another finals, good point like, about that, you, right? You, you can't be done by A's. Like, well, we just we just watch the games with the sound down. It's like, oh, I guess, and then flip back, whatever. You have to. Yeah, that's madness. But, no, the, I, I didn't realize. Well, first, I I never thought that I would be doing this for a living. I thought I was gonna have like a real job and have to yeah. like wear a tie to work. So I figured the West Coast was out because like mm-hmm. Monday Night Football starts. You're on the you're on the highway, right? Like on the way home. Yeah, that's rough. Too. But, but but like the the West Coast. To me, the timing living on the West Coast and working an East Coast mm-hmm. schedule is is the best to me. Oh, yeah. it's 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 just it. great. But to the mothers out there about to celebrate Mother's Day, if you're a parent, mm-hmm. um, DVR has that. Even the people who would say, "Well, the East Coast is better because the games start." If you're an East Coast fan, but you're on the West Coast, your game start at four four thirty. Like DVR, just avoid your cell yeah, phone. See, it's great. And any notifications, media, you tough. can do that. Well, I, mean, also, I think we're technically in media, so it's hard to. Right. Also, too, <laughs> I have to do what I that. have to do. <laughs> deeper <laughs> no, than that, Dave. Only people who have DVR in this day and age are parents of, of, of multiple uh, kids. Probably. Shit. I don't have. Is he saying it wrong? Really? <laughs> is that right? What is it? Everybody uh, has like watches games on YouTube and stuff. I don't. I don't have, I don't really? I don't have cable. I don't have. Well, how do you no. watch games then? I, on my Fire Stick. Martin, I, I know DVR. I, I, I can't do relate race to that. ten with us one week. Uh, a couple. Actually, it was like last year. Yeah, it was last year. It was around like, time. You know, seven minutes behind. It's like, all right, this is not. <laughs> no, how about <laughs> get this? So y- y'all did the race to ten for the. Yeah. Oh, what was it? I think it was uh, Minnesota Golden State. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Memphis, Memphis Golden State. The last yeah. time out. Oh, yeah. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh, you know what? I should flip on the race to ten. I see the score is like six to seven, and it had been on six to seven for like four minutes. Yeah. So I was like, I bet these guys are sweating. I, fl- yeah. I go to uh, go to the extra points Twitter. It's over. Oh, yeah, as soon as, as the first <laughs> thing I hear is you say, cut it, spaghetti. Yeah. And I see the score on my TV is still 9 to 8. That was a rough one. That sucked. All right, speaking of NBA. I was trying to get to you guys. I was like, pick your overtime. I know. I saw, I saw it afterwards. Um, Wednesday, I mean, there's no Thursday games. It's unbelievable. Um, a crime against television. It's so stupid. The Wednesday games, though, Miami, Philly, uh, Miami, thumped them again, 119-103. Butler had 23. Wow, uh, 22. What a bad... Man, pour out a rum punch for Brother Bry, who had, you'll like this. Oh, I hate this, Martin. Over 22 and a half points. He has 22 with two minutes left in the third quarter. Oh. Misses two free throws in the last minute. Really bad. 
Uh, That's brutal. Really bad. Oladipo, Harrow, and uh, Adebayo combined for 60. They have nine players with half a dozen or more points. Why can't I get behind Miami? I know I've listened to Lemon Pepper Parley. Sheck, you say it too. Like, Miami's great. Why are they so underappreciated? And I think it's because they typically have nine players with a half a dozen points or more. Exactly. Right? I mean, and the scariest part about them, while they haven't been pushed in this playoffs at all, Mm -hmm. like – Victor Oladipo is getting a lot of playoff run and getting a lot of opportunity and runway to make mistakes that aren't impacting his team, yeah. like in the in the grand scheme of the game. If he can round into form, right, that team is 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 incredibly dangerous. And now they got a real score, like because Jimmy just scores. You know, he's a me manufactures his own shots. Victor's the same type of guy. But if if Duncan Robinson and all that three point shooting is going to be sitting on the bench, that's the reason why. Because Victor Oladipo sure. is a playmaker. Minus a thousand to win that series. Now they're up two nothing. Check. Yeah. What are we missing with uh, Miami? Is is Boston Milwaukee going to beat the crap out of each other, and then Miami's going to get them? I think it's. I, I think it, ha- it it transcends the players on the roster currently. I think it has something to do with the residual of the LeBron's big three down there. I know that's, that, I mean, that's a dumb hypothesis, perhaps. Butler's but a very likable player. Ba- he what? is. <laughs> it's like, why? He's Bam. Not. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying. I, Martin's <laughs> laughing. I'm I just, saying, I, depending on who you're talking to, Carl Anthony Towns probably doesn't like him very uh, well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I personally like Jimmy Butler. I feel like, that those are the type of operate uh, environments I feel like I operate yeah. well in. Where like the, the coach like you want me to fight you, bro? Like those type of like high tension environments. Gotcha, I yeah. feel like I operate like I feel like that that brings the best out of people. Well, he's not a reason to not like the Heat, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So uh, and then the other game uh, last night was. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Like, back to the Heat real quick. Yeah. I was talking about this with Mark. I guess we just really did forget 2020. Because this team was in the finals. I think people do. This team, like this exact that. team. Right. That's right. Like not like with it doesn't count with all the same part. Like there's not a new like right. literally the new addition is is like Gabe Vincent. Like this is the exact team that ran through ran they weren't to the allowed finals. To play ping pong together. Um, right. oh, I'm sorry, PJ Tucker. So, yeah, that's so PJ Tucker, the six four power forward, yeah. is their big off season addition. Like this team is a good okay. team. Well, I, the the weird story about what people aren't talking about enough for my taste, even though it is one of mm-hmm. the headlines of these NBA playoffs so far, is Fat James Harden. I mean, what what the hell? <laughs> I mean, he just so wait. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, I'm not insulting her appearance on any level, but remember, remember the movie, the movie I, I rip all the time is, uh, now I can't think of the stupid name of it, the the DiCaprio, Damon, uh, Scorsese picture, Boston. The Departed. The Titanic. The Departed. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Departed. Overrated movie. Yeah. Um, too much cell phoning going on in that movie. Right, right. Um, but I the like DiCaprio this. and Damon. Are fighting it out for the for Vera Farmiga, this mm-hmm. skull, this schoolmarm energy. Like, oh, gotta have her. Like, yeah. uh, this is the set. That's what Philly and and Brooklyn were were fighting over all this time. Was that that See. James Harden? Yeah, that's how I felt about the dark. Was it the Dark Knight? Was Maggie Gyllenhaal the one in yeah. question? It's like, oh, this was a problem. Right, it doesn't uh, have well, to do with appearance. No, come on. It's not about how they look. It's a, no. Have you heard her voice? You went too far there. All right, you, you brought it back a little. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben Simmons <laughs> undergoing right. surgery. Ben Simmons getting back surgery. The Nets have to be able. I, I don't know. That's could they sue at this point? Like it would be a funny trial. 
for damaged yeah. goods, right? Like, I feel like... No, honestly, there were no signs that he was physically and mentally damaged. Oh, no, there were plenty. You guys are idiots. And we're idiots, too, for going after Harden. So let's call it a wash. Yeah, oh. exactly, right. I, I wouldn't think... I don't think it's ridiculous to I think that the, the brain... Like, if Joe Sai said, I'm firing everybody, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like, how do you get so many things wrong? Bizarre. How do you get so many things... Like, just off the top, how do you have mm-hmm. three... If not top 75, three first ballot Hall of Famers, three multiple time playoff performers, like and two MVP candidates, right? And and, and Harden Crazy. and uh and Durant perennially, and you just can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like that's like how do you get that level of of, of talent in one room? They did it. I, mean, I think he said it, it by the way, just a quick aside. The bubble titles up really should only count for half. That's how we feel about them. So I don't know. Maybe we just give them going forward 0.5 in the history books. Yeah. Because they because people clearly do not count well, them the on Bucks the same level. Away. Yeah. It was a weird, weird year. Weird year. <laughs> Glad we we're over that stuff. Uh, Phoenix Dallas. The Suns won 129, 109. It was close for a while, and then Booker went nuts. I'll tell you when he takes that three, but when he's like leaning forward, it's in. 58 points he and Paul combined. 11 in a row now, Suns over the Mavs. Luke is going to do his thing. He had 35 last night. But Brunson, I think, Martin, is the key. Three for 12 yesterday. Yeah. Another, not great the day before the game before, and he was key in the first series versus Utah. And now Phoenix, uh, a monster favorite, up 2-0 going to Dallas. The Brinks, trunk, the Brinks truck that they had backed into Jalen Brunson's right. driveway is now currently sitting in drive rethink that. and yes. idling. It hasn't quite left yet, but it's getting ready to. But the, mm-hmm. the real thing to me, and I was telling Mark this, and his, his eyes almost exploded on Lemon Pepper Parlay, but Luka Doncic got to pass the ball. Like he's got to come, come he's got to be a more willing passer. Look, I understand you're right. He's going to get his. I know where this is coming from, Martin. I don't like it one bit. What? Someone you spent time with this morning went crazy on Twitter talking about how Luca's not a good player. No. Check you have any? You, you who know I'm talking? I'm about? not saying all that. I think Luca's phenomenal, <laughs> but I think that when who, you Rob saw, Parker said this, who no, said it? No, no. no but first oh, of all, skip. First of all, I said it on Tuesday on Lemon Pepper Parlay. I don't know what you're talking about on you Twitter. Can save this yourself, but. What the thing is for me, we saw something in games one and two in that in the Utah Dallas when Utah and Dallas were playing. That ball was moving around. Jalen Brunson scoring thirty points. That's not a fluke, right? Like, and Jalen Brunson is a big time player. Like he's solid. Like I mean, yeah. from from his whole career, he's been making. I mean, he's two time national championship in college. Like he's a, he's a big time player, yeah. even though he's smaller and he looks I like, like, their roster, like a bowling man. ball. It's a good roster. They gotta they gotta get Luca off the ball a little bit. If you look look at all these high usage guys, they mm-hmm. don't succeed in the playoffs. We're just talking about James Harden. That's almost what this kind of looks like. Although right. Lucas is, is phenomenal, they got to get him off the ball and got to get him moving around. Yeah, but you know what's scary? The game one thing was, well, they don't have fours and fives to match up with DeAndre Aiden. Aiden got in foul trouble yesterday. Mm-hmm. Tried to foul him out. He didn't do anything. He didn't. Get, I think he grabbed like three rebounds. Freaking didn't matter. Bismack Biombo played significant minutes. Yeah, in in that game, and it wasn't close. Right. Like that's if Bismack Biombo touches the court, Dallas got to win. Speaking mm-hmm. of touching the court, one this ongoing thing about the fans with superstar NBA guys has got to stop already. It's not, it's like kind of funny, except Mm -hmm. what goes on with Will Smith and then what goes on with Dave Chappelle and what went on a generation or two ago with uh, Monica Sellis and everything. It's like, this guy's to stop. He's like, ha, Luca, Luca's really getting into it with the fans. Oh, it's a real, what the hell are we talking about? Don't, Don't do that. And by the way, the other thing is, what are we doing with Reggie Bullock? 
Are you allowed to do this? You allowed to just announce mid-career? Like, Wait, I don't want to be called Reggie Bullock anymore. Yeah. I'm oh. Reggie Bullock. I don't know that you can't. <laughs> well, he did. He did. <laughs> They're honoring it, which is fine, but it's strange. Like, when did he decide? Do you think this was a, a, a personal choice, or was that a family history? You know what? Maybe we'll ask Muggsy Bogues. He's coming on right now. He'll know. All right, let's bring in our guest. At five foot three, he stood out among his peers as one of the most influential players in the NBA, and his career has gone head-to-head against the greats, including Jordan, Stockton, and even the great Larry David. His new autobiography is called Muggsy, My Life from a Kid in the Projects to the Godfather of Small Ball. Muggsy Bogues is here. What's happening, Muggsy? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um you know, I got the PDF of your book. I was scanning. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I, and, of course, the actual book came to my house this morning. Um, but I do want to say it's fascinating, everything you know. It's fascinating. But I'm sure, you know, you don't get enough credit for your career. 23rd all-time in career assists. But, check. I was looking at this. 39 career blocks. What? You have to be most proud of that out of anything. <laughs> right? Well, you know, it all depends on how they count the blocks. You know, some of the blocks count when the guys are going up to shoot. I see. And knock it down. But I got quite a few of them up over top. And Patrick Ewing was one of them, too. What? Oh, yeah. The Ewing oh, yeah. one is on YouTube. Yeah. That's that's a great one. Now, did you ever get Charles Barkley? Uh, I don't know if I got Charles I might have got him once or twice uh, as I'm going up, but I can't recall that. I'll say yes. Well, say the, reason I, yeah. the reason I asked, I was watching Inside the NBA last night, and Charles said, I don't even remember what game, halftime, whatever, post game. He said, a little guy had no chance against a great big man. And Kenny Smith was sat right there and said, I guess Muggsy Bogues never played in the NBA and was, like, depend- defending. It's like, nah, us little guys can ball, even though, like, you are the littlest of the little guys, right? So I just wonder, like – what is it like to be the short guy's success story? Like every time, because you're the, the go-to. <laughs> well, you know, I appreciate it, but you know, it's still always going to come down to the skill set. You know, having the having the ability to be able to play on that level. You know, being a point guard, that's one of the toughest positions to be able to play. You know, because you're responsible, just like a coach. You know, for a lot of guys uh, being successful as well, running the team. So, you know, you got to understand the, the level of skill that you have to have to even be on that stage. So for me, you know, I always felt that I belonged on that stage. You know, the mindset that I always carried that I played the game. You play against the best, you have success against the best, you need to be included with the best. I do want to, I, I, I don't want to harp on this, but 39 career blocks, it's, I'm going crazy about this. To put it in perspective, Taco Fall in three years has 30 blocks. The guy's 11 and a half feet tall, 30 blocks. Yeah, well, Taco, he ain't been out on the floor long enough. No, I know. I know. So, wait. So, one against Ewing, maybe one against Chaz Barkley, and 37 against Spud Webb. Is that right? (laughs) No. That's got to. No, 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 not Spud. No, we got some (laughs) other guys that's in there. You got to leave my Spud and make it alone now. That's my guy there. (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine you have some sort of a kinship with you. You say it comes down to the skill set, and I'm sure you heard a couple few weeks ago that Bob Cousy's name was floated as the greatest point guard of all time. At about three, 3 a.m. this morning, my my little boy who's sick woke me up and he was in a fevered uh, frame of mind. And he said, would you rather go to the past or to the future? And I thought this was a fascinating question. In basketball terms, would Muggsy Bogues, were you in the right spot in that NBA era? Would you dominate the 60s? Would you? What would your game look like in 2022? 
Well, I think if you ask that to any NBA player, they always say they could play in any era because that's just the ego, the confidence that they all have within themselves because that's what made them NBA players. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think that the way the rules are today, you know, it was a lot physical back then. You can control guys more because you can hand check them. Um, it's free. It's free game now. I mean, you can't really touch anybody. The lane is wide open. You don't have the big guys capping in the middle, preventing you from penetrating. We got a lot of shooters in the game today. You know, as you kind of alluded to, I mean, with the game it has elevated to today. Um, so I believe I will relish in this 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 game today because hmm. of the, the rules and because of the style of play. And it's all up and down. And then again, you know, I felt like I still, you know, can get by my man and be able to create something either for myself or for my teammates. Well, forget about the rules of the style play. Let's get to what's important. Do you think you would have been able to date a Kardashian? <laughs> I don't know if I want that attention. I want that. <laughs> Courtney's only five feet tall. I looked it up. It's good. Uh, you can maybe yeah. figure that out. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Martin. You had yeah, yeah, I was because you talk about playing, being able to play in any era. But you come from an era, like, uh, all right, let me phrase it another way. You got Cousin Sal. That's more of a label than a nickname, right? Mm. You got Magic Johnson, who got his nickname, right? You got Spud Webb. You got Muggsy Bogues. If you were playing today, would we be calling you Tyrone? Like, where did all the good nicknames go? Mm. Oh, that is true. You know, everybody now pretty much going by their first name, Steph, Chrissy, P, you know, all that, Durant. I mean, you know, that's just the time that we grew up in. You know, everybody had a nickname growing up in the inner city. I mean, that was the way we got your swag, you know, in terms of creating that nickname for yourself. And it's never given to you. You know, you're not the one that pick it. It's always someone that's giving it to you. So I don't know. Probably I probably would be Tyrone today if uh, the way the game is and the way people kind of, you know, don't kind of give guys nicknames coming up these days. That's why. That's, That's why, because with the downfall of good nicknames was Muggsy just hit the nail on the head there, is guys started giving them to themselves. And that's it. You can't give yourself your nickname. People want to have cute no. nicknames. No, Muggsy, you know, it grew on. All right. You didn't like it initially, I bet. No, no, because I was first called Apple. You know, that was the family Apple. name of me. Yeah, I was Apple when I was three years old, four or five years old. Nice. But once I percent pursuing a game of basketball. They oh, kind of tied it now. Yeah. <laughs> I am. What about, um, the, I, I'm sure you saw also, was it last week, John Morant uh, posterized somebody again with one of the all-time great dunks. Um, where do you come down on this? Because I feel like getting posterized is, all right, you're just making an effort to get the ball away from the guy up at the rim. I'd much rather that have happened to me than get crossed over and fall down and leave the guy in the dust. How say you? Well, I mean, either one, I guess one would say is a little, you know, uh, entertaining for that person that's making that move on you. But I think um, when you're going up the block a shot, I mean, you look at Lonzo Moore and those guys, you know, they constantly ban posterized because they're going to contend to try to go for a block. So, but when you get crossed over, I mean, that's just, (laughs) I mean, that's just ankle breakers, you know, where they call it and, you know, that's no coming back from that. Right. The crowd, crowd gets more involved in it. And, you know, you look a little more silly because it is nothing that you was trying to prevent. And there's something that still happened to you. Maybe getting blocked from the perimeter. That might be worse than getting crossed over. When you're shooting the ball from 18 and you get rejected, that's embarrassing too. 
Now, getting your shot blocked, that, that's nothing. I mean, because you don't know who's behind you at times. I mean, going up to challenge someone, you know, that's the, that's, you know, that's the competition within itself. But when you out there playing defense and you out there trying to contain someone and then all of a sudden someone put a, a certain move on it and you go one way and he's going the other. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, Sal knows about that. When we would play Come three on. on three all the time, I used to block his crap all Stop the time. It. That's all true. the time. That's not true. All the time. And Let's look, talk. And, and, another, and another embarrassing moment is getting the ball stolen from you at half court. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad one, too. It's a lot yeah, of embarrassing no things. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, if, if that story that Dave just said is true, it's probably the only time that he's been the best basketball player on the it court. Was. For most professional guys, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they were the best player in high school, maybe the best player on their college team. But Muggs, you played on the best high school team ever. So were you how were you the best, second best, third best? Like how did that rank? And t- I mean, I don't know if y'all know he didn't lose a game in high school. Yeah, we went fifty nine and over my two years in high school. Um, we had the likes of myself, the late Reggie Lewis, David Wingate, and Reggie Williams. And all four of us been on team. We had, believe it or not, we had all fifteen guys on that team get Division One scholarships. Hmm. So I did not crazy. know that. I'm saying, wow, yeah. dudes, it was crazy. But you know, I got MVP during that year. But I don't want to say I was the best player on the team Man. because we had, <laughs> the, we had the number one player in the country on our team, which was Reggie Williams at the time. Yeah. So you know that talent it was it was mind boggling how Coach Wade was able to make it all mesh together and keep everybody on the same page and not get too egotistic and get, you know, overconfidence with our stuff. There were, there were how many NBA picks on that, uh, on that high school team of yours? Well, well, we had four to go on our team and we had three to get drafted in the same draft in the first round, which was history amongst that. Three high school will that ever be round. broken? How could that be broken? I, that you, to be, to break I know it, you have to have four. It wouldn't be broken. And if it was broken, it's not going to be broken in the way they did it. Because from without speaking out of turn, I don't know this to be true, but I imagine all y'all actually from Baltimore. And oh, all yeah, y'all we grew all up in the city and played there. Yeah, now right. it might be like you might have uh, IMG Academy where everybody yeah. moved to Florida because they were the best basketball players ever. But the idea that they – Ran the city of Baltimore essentially through high school. That that I feel like that may be never happen again. Yeah, yeah. We all we all lived in the neighborhood. But, I mean, Dunbar was right across the street from my house. I mean, five minutes. You know, we all it was in the projects. It was right in our neighborhood. So wow, that was a city school that we all you know wanted to go to because of the tradition that it came with. Muggs, I've always kind of wanted to ask you this, and now I get the uh, opportunity. Would you ever eat spaghettios prepared by someone's feet? Oh no! Wait, that's something. That's something stupid we were talking about. No, I didn't want to. What? What do you hate about the game the most today? I know we don't want to dwell on the negatives, but you know, is it is it the expanded playoffs? Is it that players take off twenty games a, a regular season that the regular season doesn't mean as much? Is it that John Moran is carrying the ball from um from, <laughs> from the half court line to the free throw line? What what would stands out to you? Well, for me, it's the lack of physical of the game, you know, they, they took the defensive way, a lot of defensive ability away from the defensive player. Mm-hmm. It's more predicated to the offensive guy. And until they get to the playoffs and they let you play a little more, you saw the Boston series in New Jersey, that's probably the most physical I've seen in the last seven years of the game, you know, because they let them allow them to play. I think defense got to have that opportunity to be able to guard to guard their man because if not then it's always going to continue to be one-sided for the offense and that's what stands out for me guys being able to have an opportunity to compete and play against these guys who consider the best in the world 
At 5-2, coming out of the weight. 5-3. Let's five three. Three. Okay, five. keep going. Yeah. All right. Look, yeah, I, I, you don't I, have I, to impress anybody, Muggsy. Right. It's 5-2, right? Let's, let's <laughs> five be honest. <laughs> Either way, listen, the shorter it is, the more impressive your yeah, needs exactly. in the NBA are. So I think I would go, I might even say I'm 4'11 if I were you. But listen, that's up to you. Um, no, I'm going to stay with 5'3. Okay, 5'3 it is. Either way, where does coming out of Wake, the point guard, I, he's only 5'3, but man, this guy's talented. Where does he go in the 2022 draft? Higher or lower than where you went? Well, I was a 12 player when I came out in 87. So I think I can probably move up a couple of notches, mm-hmm. and, you know, and consider, you know, what you think you are able to do. So, I mean, it's, it's the game, the way the game is today. You know, I love it. I enjoy it. I'm not one of those old uh, former players that hates the way it is today. You know, it's more of a, a entertainment. You like, may want more scoring. I understand that. But I think it, it will balance it out if they allow them to play the defense a little more aggressive and then you will see a lot more of what you saw against the Boston and Celtic. I mean Boston Celtics and New Jersey series. Yeah, let's talk about that. Who what's your NBA finals prediction? Anyone jumping out at you right now? Yeah, well everybody Milwaukee the defending champs always should be considered, but I think what Boston is doing and how they starting to bring this thing together mm-hmm. and the guys are starting to really play with for one another. I mean I see them coming up the East and of course I got Phoenix, you know, my heart is, is, is Phoenix where, I mean, my heart is with Golden State. Mm-hmm. But Phoenix CP is my guy too. And, you know, it's something that he's been doing for quite some time. And I think this is the window of opportunity for him. And Phoenix, the way they've been doing it all year long and having a taste, to get a little taste of it last year and to be back in this situation again, I think they'll pull it through. To rematch it last year. Interesting. Because well, your heart's in gold. You, you watch Steph grow up, right? Yeah, well, Steph is, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, Dale and I played 11 years with one another, mm-hmm. you know, nine in Charlotte, two in, in, in Toronto. And Steph and my kids and Seth, and, you know, they always been, you know, kids that gravitated towards the gym. They were gym rats, you know, they were just little sponges soaking up all that information. Was Who Steph an that? annoying kid? Was he when he was like taking half court shots? You're like, all right, stop that. That's uh, That doesn't translate. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He wasn't doing that back then. I mean, wow. you know, but when, you know, he was. Probably thought a little half-court shot, but that wasn't a normal shot for him back then. You know, every kid wanted to do that. Right. But I think in high school, when Dell changed his shot, lifted from, got it above his shoulder, then that's where that other part came in in terms of where the confidence, where he was able to kind of move back further as he possibly can. But I never thought that I'd been given this little four-year airplane ride in the locker room that he had turned up being the, one of the greatest shooters ever laced up in the NBA. No, Dal's one of the smoothest shooters I've ever seen before Steph made the scene. At what age did Steph um, become taller than you? Like six or uh, eight? Yeah, I think it was right around in the probably the eighth or ninth grade mm. because that was his dream. His whole thing was once I get to 5'3", I can make it to the NBA. You know? <laughs> Look at that. See, you are a role model. He's an inspiration. Muggsy Bogues, my life from a kid in the projects to the godfather of small ball. Out now. It's a great read if you love 90s NBA and just underdog story. You're an inspiration to everyone. You really are. I want to say, like, uh, so many people probably laughed at you when you said you were going to play NBA ball. Is there one person you want to shout out to right now, a gym teacher, some a-hole that said, you can say, hey, I made close to $20 million in this league. Go ahead. Now's your chance. Now's your opportunity. Well, no, I don't want to do that to any one, no, one individual because nobody, nobody believed that I was going to 
make it to the NBA, you know, and I never, I wasn't going around preaching that I'm going to make it to the NBA. I always took it one step at a time, one level at a time. And I always let my play dictate what I was going to do. And I just let the naysayers continue to keep saying what they thought, what they felt that was going to happen for me, you know, but I knew what was going to happen for me, you know, and that's what it all, you know, that's, it all matters, you know, what I was thinking. So all those naysayers, but I can't pick just one or two people. I'll pick it. It was Larry Bird, wasn't it? <laughs> Larry Bird, yeah. He was already dead. <laughs> yeah, Danny man. Ainge had to get in your ear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Muggsy. Again, pick it up. My life from a kid in the projects to the godfather of small ball. It is out now. Muggsy Bogues, everyone. Thanks for coming on, Muggsy. Oh, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. It. There you go, Sheck. I think we asked him a lot, a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> we succeeded. You promised yeah. that that's what you're going to do. You're very much like Babe Ruth in the 32 World if we Series. Sold one book shot. for him. I think it's all worth it. Maybe he feels differently. Uh, I just, you know, in yeah. the forward, he says, you know, Steph is going. Is, Steph writes the yeah. forward. Steph and Alonzo morning, mm-hmm. and I, I was read, uh, reading it, and it, and Steph says, you know, what is the advice to get to the NBA? Essentially, mm-hmm. Muggsy says, work on your core. So that's the secret. Interesting. I meant to ask them about it, but well, they say that for the big men for sure because they play with their hands up. You have to. He was, have to work Bugsy on said, if yeah. you got a Didn't strong matter. core, they can't move you around. Really? If they can't move you around, then you can stay on the court. Shit, everyone says that. I'm one day. I'm going to believe it. I really am. I know. Uh, I hear that all the time too. But then, like sit ups hurt a lot. You know, so. they got core muscle <laughs> surgery. Suck. I want to get core muscle plastic surgery. Yeah. Speaking of this, all the surgery, uh, there is the surgery now. It's a it's a hot topic now. You could. Gain three inches in height. We should have talked to Muggs about that. Damn, what's the matter with me? I should have put that in the question. I did see It's in that. the New York Post. People getting the surgery. They're going from 5'7 to 5'10 after the surgery. Spaghetti, you said you would get this. You're a big, <laughs> you're a good-sized kid. I would love to. Big, I mean, strong guy. It depends on the side effects, but, I mean, going from, like, 6'2-ish to, like, 6'5 would be pretty Really? Cool. You need that? To what yeah. end? What would you do with that extra three inches now? Well, I would feel better when I go to the doctor's office and they weigh me. It's like, well, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but see, Eddie, I feel, like, I feel like you're perfect size right now. Because if you if you added three inches, you get to, where do you play height? You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, ugh. That's a good point, Martin. I also have to say, you've been commenting a lot lately, and I really do appreciate that. Wow. So thank you. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> no, but no, seriously. But the questions would be like, where'd you play college football? Like, I didn't. Then See, Dave, I, Let me tell you something as a guy who's never, ever probably in his life been mistaken mm. as an athlete. It's not great. <laughs> People think I'm Franco Harris's son all the time. What like I said, it's, what is sports Son of an athlete. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Son of an athlete. No, but I'm telling You'd you. You'd get the three inches? You'd get it? Hell no. No side effects. You'd no, I'm that. actually a little of. My height is perfect, but my hand size and foot size, I could mm. lose in it. I could lose a little bit, honestly. Uh, no, I, you know how hard it is to find a pair of 13 shoes? No, you don't, because you never had that to do it. the girls. Hey, the playoffs are heating up. 12 and a half, every game. I'm being so sincere. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt the ad read. I'm being so sincere. <laughs> I had to go to three different stores to find a pair of reasonably priced running shoes. Because I, I wear a size 13 shoe. What a humble they're brag. Not in, they're, they're always out of stock. You can get an 11 anywhere in America. 12 and a half, that's where the cutoff is. I get 12 and a half. So that's what I wear. So. Really? Wow. I promise you. Have you ever looked at FanDuel Sportsbook? To get you, oh no, they don't have it. Right. But that's they about do. Right. Yeah, that's they right. are an official yeah. partner of the NBA, and throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no sweat same game parlay each week. You get up to twenty dollars back in free bets if you don't win. Fanduel has so many ways to play, and best of all, when you win, you'll get paid faster 
than a fast break. And if you're new to FanDuel, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code extra points. Once again, that's promo code extra points. If you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, get up to twenty dollars in free bets if your same game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Let's give out our plays of the day. Martin, you go first. There's no official, hoops for us. To... Official partner of the NBA, which took today off. How yeah. about that? FanDuel, uh, how do you like your partner taking the day off? I would break the partnership. I was like, I this, mean, is not, this, this is not crazy. It's not schedule. There's no games. Go My ahead, play Martin. of the day, I'm going with over five and a half in the Penguins and the Rangers Holy game. Hell. In mm. part because I'm definitely going to watch it, but I'm taking over five and a half. The Rangers, when they're favorites, the over is hit four and one in the last five. Wow. All right. So there you go. I love that call. That's a, it, it makes sense if you've looked at how these games have gone. The game and, twos have gone. The team that won game one has the, – the trend has been that they get hammered in the second game. You have a third-string goalie for the Penguins. I, I got to look. I bet – I think you're right. I think you're both right. I bet four or five or even more of those game ones – there was a, a team that scored zero or one. Like uh, it, it took him a while to get out of the starting gate. Rangers, Pens didn't have that. Plus and, third yeah. string goalie. Plus yeah. I get the root against Sheck. Lock me in. Like I had Louis the wild, I had the wild blue over six, and it ended up six two yesterday because it was like four one the other day or four nothing or something. So anyway, all right. I like that theory, Sheck. You're going hockey too. Spaghetti's not amused. Check. I love that pirate podcast producing right there. Gino Machino. Ah, playoff hockey is just the best because I hear your cynicism about the quality of the goal, but the the split second that you're watching and watching. Oh, the back and forth. Oh my god, I can't take this anymore. Oh my god, I can't take it. Like, and then when it ends, it's 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 euphoric in the split. Yeah, but here's the other thing. One more thing about the triple four or five overtimes. Doesn't it ruin game two a little? Doesn't it ruin the next game a little bit? I I mean I know there is zero percent chance of it happening. I sincerely advocate. Penguins should have like just gotten on the plane after that game and flown back to Pittsburgh and said, "We'll see you on Saturday. We're not even showing oh, up for Game on. Two. There's All nothing, right. nothing good can happen well, from this take game." The so you're picking the days of the Rangers. Then. I'm going with the Florida Panthers for the reasons that uh, I just laid out there. Laying a goal and a half, you get them at plus one hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, a, a lot of national voices out there rightly are going against the Panthers because they are a little soft defensively. The guy between the pipes is a question mark. The Caps are, if nothing else, experienced. I don't think experience is that important uh, compared to the high skill of the Panthers. They got to have this one, Florida. They can't go up to D.C. down 0-2 here. I think Florida gets it here based on the trend that we're seeing across the league in in this uh, early couple of games here. All right. Uh, I'm going baseball. Again, no basketball on the docket tonight. Uh, you know, the easy one is the Brewers over the Reds. Are you following this Reds team? They've lost 19 out of 20. I bet and that today. 18 out of the 19 are by two runs or more. I bet that today. And you're getting yep. the minus one and a half at minus 120 or something. I don't know. But it seems too easy. So I'm taking the Astros minus one and a half. I don't love laying the one and a half with eight at-bats as the Astros are the home team. 
but they're also playing a lousy Tigers team who lost eight of the last ten. The last five losses are by two or more runs. They Altuve. Lose to, they lost to the Pirates yesterday. They did. I know. Golly. Altuve, you'll like this. The spaghetti loves this shit. He fouled the ball off his groin yesterday. I find that funny. Spaghetti, I know you like that. You're not an Altuve fan. The other host. Bang, bang, bang. Urkude, right? not great, uh, but looking to finish five or more innings for the third start in a row. Tigers batting 225, 72 runs scored, 27th in Major League Baseball. Give me the Astros minus. A Rudimentary run gambling, but you taught me this forever ago. Yeah. Just bet, you bet on the starting pitcher in baseball. It's too, it varies too much otherwise. Like the Snakes beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers scored what one run in two games right. against Arizona last week. It's just hard to bet on baseball, especially I, I, at this time of year. I say that too. Like. I'm on shows. I, I do this uh, Cam and Gabe on the uh, on Sports Grid. And they're like, you, too much emphasis is on the starting pitcher. I'm like, hmm. well, the start the, the the good pitchers end up uh, 17 and six, and the bad ones end up the other way. So right. why is there too much emphasis if you're trying to win? But anyway, those are our plays of the day. It was a good hour, right? Spaghetti. If the Rangers should lose. Gets a haircut given by Dave. Dave, if the Penguins should lose, you dress as a priest or a pope in our holy goalie uh, contest, and um, and spaghetti shoots slap shots at you. We should have put we should have put uh, three day old spicy pork and broccoli in the head oh, for yeah. spaghetti. Too little, too late. Right, you have to eat ahead. All right, there you go. Minus three. You and Kevin Hench coming up tomorrow. Yep, that's fun. Let yep. me pepper parlay. Right. Yep. We Martin, got that on deck. Gunnels. Our our big uh Gunnels had to do the TikTok dance. He did. Our big debate this week is uh Grizzlies and uh and the Warriors. I like the Grizzlies. He's like the Warriors, but we didn't bet it. Yeah. I like the Warriors. I I think it could be over in five. I don't know, I think they're just playing around. Stupid. And they've had the two worst calls against them, I think. That Draymond foul was bad at the end and obviously the out of bounds in game one even though they won oh but. by the way shout that. out to jj reddick too for his great job against uh against what's his name uh mad dog uh i asked this the other day i didn't get satisfaction as a vain person i floated it on social media but we talked about it with hench last week on minus three if you took larry bird off the celtics and you took magic johnson off the lakers and they played a best of seven like series who would win that yeah Marty was the one on one, or who no, no, the uh, you're removing the their oh. their primary I think, star. I think it would be the Lakers. Ooh. Do you would... really? Oh, the Celtics yeah. would get killed. You right? think so? Oh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd be the. Lakers. Uh, I don't think Kareem, don't think Michael good. Cooper, James Worthy. Yeah, they'd smoke. That I'm not. Team. I'm not even trying to. I'm not even going there with the bird. Wasn't good. I don't think bird I'm, was good. I'm not taking that. <laughs> I'm not taking that approach by any stretch. But I'm the, not a Larry Bird was good guy. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dying on that hill. But I just feel like the Lakers had a lot, of a lot of at least high end talent. Yeah. Like a lot of. Yeah, you're yeah. watching too much winning time. Maybe that's what What's it is. On? Uh, there you go. So, uh, and also, what else do we have? Oh, watch, uh, listen to Megan Fun of Sports. Spaghetti's on with Megan Connolly. Megan Gailey's off, still having a baby. She had the baby, adorable. Uh, and Harry was on as a special guest. And one thing, they recapped the wedding and everything. One thing that got to me, Spaghetti, I listen. Megan has her Megan Moron of the Week or something, and then she had the uh, the guy's way in. Spaghetti said the guy next to you on the airplane who gets up. Uh, right when it lands and tries to jump up a couple aisles. I, that, that person that is, is, is that sucks. outrageous. That's a moron of the year, no question. Yes. 
Uh, Megan had hers. What did she say? The DMV? Someone at the DMV? Uh, she had a couple. She was, yeah, the DMV was one. It was her. Like she was oh. one of her morons because she oh, she, joined uh, she another, booked a, another race and then right. she had a DMV appointment. And she was like late to it, so she was one of a, a few. She had, and yeah. then Harry, had, it's his turn, and his moron of the week is his brand new brother-in-law. <laughs> for sleeping through the ceremony. He calls out. I mean, he's the moron of the week for calling out his brother-in-law. As hey, the moron of the my week. man Harry right? has been running hot since <laughs> no. this wedding. I mean, I, I mean, first off, he turns around and gives a, a, a smoking hot loser yeah. of a pick of the day on his wedding day. He says, I can't we go wrong. Known. We should have known. It, that did, was stupid. <laughs> when they're talking about the that was really the video dumb. of him and Megan talking about Kenny Pickett and Traylon Burks' as girlfriends. And the way yeah. that Harry's just like, yeah, she's very small. She's amazing. Yeah. Like he, he likes he, small women. He likes small women. What a crazy. We got to get Harry on, uh, on the old Manning cast because I saw him going after uh, uh, Draymond. Oh. For, oh, yeah. For having a personality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry texted me that at 645 this <laughs> morning, actually. All right. Come on, Draymond. That Draymond. <laughs> Listen to all those. We've gone too long here. Thank you to uh, Muggsy Bogues. We had a lot of fun. Uh, and that'll do it. I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 